Hi there, you're listening to The Business of Farming, a series of talks from the Young Farmer Business Programme, brought to you by the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries. I'm Selena Shannon, and this episode was recorded at the 2020 conference in Dubbo. Now, if you haven't seen Alan Parker in action, there's nothing quite like it. How many of you get that you've just witnessed an extraordinary explosion of human potential? Alan is a behavioural scientist, an expert in the practice of negotiation. He designed Australia's first degree in negotiation, and he's written multiple books. Alan's skills have taken him all the way to the United Nations, where he recently moderated some meetings, bringing his lessons in healthy negotiation to world leaders. With this impressive body of work under his belt, he was awarded an Order of Australia medal in 2019. In this session, we're lucky enough to hear him share his secrets to great communication and patiently negotiating with family. I would like you to scan the six or seven people around you and offer them my apologies on your behalf. And I want you to say to them, you've got to understand he was born nearly blind. He didn't read until he was 30. He's 68 years of age and he still seriously has ADHD. And he's sitting on the stage with his feet against the stage so you can't see it. He's deeply obsessional. He's a micro neuro behavioral scientist which you can only be if you have an extreme obsessive compulsive disorder. And at least for some period of time, you're going to be sitting there going, I haven't got a clue. (laughs) So if you've been here before, would you raise your hand quickly so the people around you can see, quickly turn, gather three or four people around you and go, it's all true. Talk to them about how eccentric and how crazy and how I'm obsessed with doing exactly what isn't acceptable. (laughs) And for those of you who are politically correct, let me personally apologise to you. In a surprising move, Alan jumps off the stage and is now walking amidst the audience in their chairs. Raise your hand for me. If you looked out this morning and saw water. Incredibly, it rained the night before the conference after an unprecedented drought. It was the first rain in a very long time. And put your other hand up if a part of you, there was an explosion of energy, it's called your spirit arrives back, turned up. Like just, you know, I woke, in fact, I, I sleep like the dead. I don't hear anything. But I woke and I went to the window out of curiosity because I'm not religious. Um, But I said a prayer last night before I woke that I'd wake and there was water. And when I pulled the curtain back and I saw it, I could feel the tear run down my cheek. And I went, isn't it fabulous? It's contagious. (laughs) Isn't that great? And I thought, oh, you know. It's good when you're not religious and you go, oh, thanks, God. I want you to understand, apart from the fact that I'm obsessive-compulsive, 
I'm ADHD, and I'm a high-functioning autistic. Yeah? How many of you are already going, this dude's different? <laughs> yeah? Just, just want to flag that, you know, this dude's different. I'm extremely, in fact, I, I'm not an academic, but I've, I've written, a, I wrote Australia's first degree in negotiation. Um, and I didn't realise it. When you're obsessive, that's not a big deal. Yeah, people go, you wrote a degree? And I go, yeah, single-handedly. Yeah? And I produced it in ten and a half months without reducing my day job. Now, there are people who go, that's not possible. I go, yes, it is. you just got to convince yourself you don't need as much sleep as you thought you did. <laughs> I have almost as many personality disorders and psychopathologies and brain dysfunctions as Donald Trump. Yeah? Yeah? Almost. Donald has seven, I have five. Yeah? And why I'm so different is there's not many with five. Now you're sitting there going, wonder what mine is. Now 300 people, mathematic formula says that 30 of us in the room have personality disorders or psychopathologies. That's a clear indication that we've got to learn consciously how to do conversation and not to rely on our personality to do it. And in fact, we've got to stop making excuses about our personality. Raise your hand if you just heard that one. Turn to the per keep your hand up. Turn to the person next to you and go, I'm going to reduce my excuses as a result of this dude. Just go, I'm going to reduce my excuses as a result of this dude. Yeah? The challenge in getting those conversations to work is that we are extremely, in fact, I think we are 10 times better at argument and debate than we are at conversation. Would you write, raise your hand if that's true of your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your husband, your wife, your partner, but not of you? <laughs> that's true. It's always about them. Yeah. Now, the minute I make it about them, I'm doing blame. So it's actually about me. Would you turn to the person next to you and go, I won't do blame anymore? I can't tell you how obsessional I am. I spent 12 years, I, I wrote seven subjects in the master's degree at the law school at the University of Western Sydney. Um, how's that? A lawyer writing subjects in a law faculty and I'm not a lawyer. Raise your hand if that does your head in. Yeah, yeah it does the lawyers too. Um, and at that same time, I managed to, uh, a global meeting on behalf of the United Nations, not at the United Nations. And I, I managed this meeting, and be, the, it, the, it was an international dispute. It had been running about seven years. And in two, well, I interviewed a whole lot of people before, so I did a lot of preparation. But during that particular meeting, um, in, I think it was two and a half days, nearly three, I got them to a unanimous agreement. And... And the reason I tell you that is I worked out afterwards the people that I had in that room, their direct collective income was 130 million US dollars. Raise your hand if you get that that is totally vulgar. Yeah? 
How dare they be that incompetent? Why would you pay somebody one or two million when they haven't got the skills to get agreement out of somebody? They need to be fired. Raise your hand if you go, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm with you, bucko. Um, They were just so good at arguing and debating and they had so much misuse of their status and power that they weren't used to, they didn't know how to manage when somebody of their own status came up. It's a bit like those of you who were baby boomers and the Gen Ys are now coming in feeling totally certain and entitled and sitting down and speaking to you as if they're an equal. Would you raise your hand if that has been a challenge for you? It'll, it'll be almost every baby boomer in the room. And it was the same with these dudes. Now, for that reason, and with absolute respect, the world mostly operates with the part of their brain that does either or. That means it's right, it's wrong, it's black, it's white, it's you, it's me. You're a Gen Y, you're a Gen X, or you're a male or you're a female. Yeah, or you're left-handed or you're right-handed, or you're black or you're white. Now, the minute you do that sort of thinking, you are in a state of what's called positional bargaining mental process. And it means that the pattern that we will demonstrate, perfect timing, just grab my hand monkey grip for me. Alan has now locked arms with a young farmer in the audience, and he's pulling back like a tug of war. The grip represents a father and son relationship. He actually thinks it should be one way. And I actually think it should be another way. Because he's thinking it's got to be this and I'm thinking it's got to be that and we're going to argue because it's either or one or the other. Would you raise your hand if I've just described half of your life? (laughs) If you're a woman in the room, would you go, boy, did he need to hear that? (laughs) Now, what's going to happen out of this dynamic? Now, this isn't a conversation. This started as a conversation. Now, as an absolute behavioural scientist, let me tell you the six steps that took place in the last minute and a half that got us to here. We came in the room truly, deeply committed to having a productive conversation. He came out and said something, and straight inside I could feel my gut churn. Go, how dare he? How could he say that? But I didn't say that. But he saw the tension. And I went, yeah, mate, I think that's so, yeah, I can't even tell him what it is. And then I go, I think we could do this. And he does what you just did. Yeah? That's called, you're an idiot, but I'm not going to tell you right now. There's not a snowflake's chance in hell that's going to get up but I'm going to continue to bloody argue. Yeah? Oh, God. watch this one. Some of you are going to cringe when I say this, particularly if you're 60 or over. I'll go to my grave before we do that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to speed this process up because he and I could spend six months here. Raise your hand if you're going, yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah? <clears throat> Listen, do you know what's coming? There's a, there's, a, there's a $3,000 prize, if anybody can tell me, if they know what the next step is. What am I going to do? Sorry? Say it again. Something here. Give. 
I'm going to give. Not likely, bucko. You're not getting. You're not getting one. You're not getting one cent. He said, "Give." I, I ain't given nothing. I've given the last forty years to him. Yeah. It's time he realised he's got to get a little bit of ground. Yeah. Listen to this one and see if it's familiar. Listen, son. <laughs> Raise your hand if that word was powerful. What did I just say to him? Listen. Now, if I go listen and I pause and then I go, son, you just feel ambushed. Raise your hand if you're going, yeah, I've had that one. I've been there. When it's all said and done, what am I about to do? I'm going to issue an ultimatum. Raise your hand if you realise how dangerous issuing an ultimatum is. Yeah. 99% 99% of the time, if you issue an ultimatum, they're going to get even, covertly. They won't drip acid down your spine while you're sleeping, but it'll be close. <laughs> <coughs> and that's it. And if you don't like it, you know what you can do. <laughs> now, that only took three minutes, and we went from conversation to discussion, to debate, to argument, to denigration and use of power, to passive aggression. Did you watch his body type? Now, we didn't get there because I misused power. But he and I are both ready now because the next step's combat. And throw your best, boy, and maybe, good Lord, be on your side. (laughs) But I want to tell you the reason I'm here today is the purpose of my life for being on this planet now at this point in my life is that I will not leave a human being or a group without reducing the transmission of cortisol in your brain and without reducing adrenaline into your bloodstream. How many of you do sensitive stock handling and understand it? The exact same principles as all I'm doing and demonstrating today. Do you know the fact that I've now got here, gone down, reduced the tension, I'm making direct eye contact with nobody because I've got connection with you but direct body with him. And so that they're over there, they're now watching more than they are listening. So I can say anything now because they're watching me more than listening, which means that they go to the visual cortex of their brain. And when they're in the visual cortex, they don't do nervousness or high emotion. Isn't that powerful? So if I'm going to deliver bad news to Dad, I look at Mum. I'm a micro-behavioural <coughs> neuroscientist. Yeah. I could bore you <laughs> shitless. <laughs> but if I've got somebody and they're a little bit out, you're about to have a panic attack. Yeah. He's overwhelmed by the pressures of what's going on. And he's, you can see he's about to have a wobbly. Yeah. But, but he's, now I tell you, if, if you want to know how he's having a wobbly, now because I've put the focus on him, he's demonstrating panic. Yeah? And when that happens, and I've chosen him because of his colour, his colouring, if I 
come toward him. Now I'm in, inside what's called his proximity boundary. If I do that, I'm outside his proximity boundary and you'll notice the face will, the colour will come out of his face. <laughs> now this is what I research. But the people who do sensory stock handling, um, they didn't do the research. They just knew that if you faced a bull face to face, you'd end up in a mess. <laughs> yeah? But we as human beings haven't understood that. Now males, I'm going to pick on you for a minute, so let me come over here and I'll pretend I'm just talking to a female. And they're now all watching. Now while they're watching, they're not feeling and they're not chatting inside their head going... <laughs> you know that the mind chatter inside your head is the sole per reason that you get anxious, panicked. The sole reason, monologue inside your head when you speak to yourself with yourself. That is the thing that causes you stress, anxiety, panic, and if you do those three things long enough, you'll get depression. If we can switch off your internal dialogue, they can't have a conversation if dialogue's going on. Yeah. I've got to be quiet inside to listen to you and then acknowledge you and ask you about it so I understand what you're saying before I can have a conversation. Turn to the person next to you and go, if I'm not asking more than I'm saying, I'm not doing conversation. That's all conversation means, is I'm asking as much as I'm saying. So would you just say to the person next to you, if I'm not asking you enough questions, I'm not conversing. Yeah? <clears throat> now I am going to be gender oriented. I am going to be gender oriented and I don't do it very often. <clears throat> do you know, I, how many of you have picked in relation to everything else? How many of you have guessed that I'm a super nerd? Yeah, I'm a super nerd. I'm the ultimate nerd. Yep. Um, I, wrote, I wrote the first degree in negotiation in Australia. Single-handed. Nobody's ever done it in our history. And, and the obsessionality meant I wrote it. It, got, it went through four review processes, including four deans, dual deans review. And I was not asked to edit one comma. Raise your hand if you go, I'm now convinced he's obsessional. I'm just going to show the, the males in the room what you do, and it's the most common non-verbal gesture you and I do to each other. And when I do that to you and a male, and I don't look at you directly, but I do that, you will reliably put, bounce your head in agreement. <laughs> and I haven't said what we're going to agree on, but it's agreed. You know what I mean? You get it? The gesture that Alan is demonstrating is an open-palmed, up-and-down movement. Fingers outstretched, thumb pointing at the ceiling, kind of like he's shaking hands with an invisible person. He's bouncing his hand up and down emphatically, directing it at the person he's speaking to. So, see, I, I research tiny behaviours. He then does what he describes as the equivalent for women, a sort of OK hand symbol, but twisted so it's facing your chest. Isn't that great? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you keep nodding your head whenever I keep nodding. Now, that simply means if I can do that, if I can do something and get you to copy it, the piece of your brain that copies is called your mammalian brain. It only does two things, it reproduces and it affiliates. So it's, it's the relationship part of the brain. 
Yeah? It's the part of you that doesn't hear as much of what I'm saying because you can't see me. And the minute I come here, you're more attentive. That's because I spoke to your mammalian brain and your mammalian brain is only interested in connecting and making relationships. See, we live in this rushed, busy, stressed world. Now, just let me give you a lesson on brain function. We'll hold those for a minute. The average punter is running around going, I'm really stressed, I've got so much on. Yeah? And I've got you know, the, the bloody grounds. Just, and these, I almost swore again. Those city people are going to think because we had 30 mills that the drought's over. So the, the care and the attention that they've been giving us, whatever way they've been doing that, or you know, how inadequate or whatever it was, they're likely to stop doing because they think the drought's over. So you're going to actually get more stressed yeah? and more pressure. Okay? Now, what I want you to do is stop using the word stress and never use it again. And you're just going to go, excuse me, I'm having a cortisol moment. Because I promise you, scientifically, neurologically, you cannot be stressed unless the synaptic connections transmit the right transmitters. Now, if you're doing, that's going to cause cortisol, and cortisol will transmit into the adrenal glands, and adrenaline and cortisol will be in your blood and around, change its direction. See, you, you can't move into somebody's... I can come into your space if I come here. Yeah? yeah? Perfectly fine. Yeah? Now, the thing is, if you and I come here, we will engage in conversation. Now, particularly for the blokes, if you want total behavioural science and social science evidence of that, go to a pub and notice how long the bars are and the stool's there and we all sit side by side. Yeah. Until we have our third drink and then we swing around face to each other. <laughs> now alcohol's a disinhibitor, which means the mammalian brain switches off and the reptilian brain kicks in and I hit your lights out. It, you know, it's, it's not psychological. It isn't psychological, it's not social, it's biological. If I want to have a good conversation with you, I go for a walk. Yep. See, the reason I don't stand up there is I want to change your brain. See, do you know the chance of me getting your mammalian brain to connect with me if I'm up there is almost zero? Yep. And do you know if I was to have raised my voice at any time this morning, with my head toward that baby, I guarantee it would have disturbed it. Yeah. It's only one off, it's anecdotal, it's not science. <laughs> Don't believe a word I say. <laughs> would you turn to the person next to you and go, we need to be side on to chat more often. <laughs> Just we need to be side on to chat more often. <clears throat> That's the time. That's the time. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. <clears throat>
300 people is, in, is, a, is a reasonable size for our first experiment. And it's not the perfect conditions. If it was a real scientific experiment, I'd have you all fitted with Fitbits. But what I want you to do is understand that stress impedes brain function and that impeded brain function impedes conversation. And in fact, while you're being stressed, your receptors to hear what I'm saying are not going. They don't, it's AM and FM. It's Bluetooth. They just, you can turn the volume up as loud as you like, they're never going to connect. If you're a male and you're sitting next to your partner, sit next to him, turn to them and go, I'm sorry, I've missed the frequency a few times. <laughs> Just a couple? <laughs> yeah, now I'm not going to get into gender, but let me get into ethnicity. I can't believe how many times I go, why are we making all these considerations for the Aborigines and the Chinese? And I go, because they've been making them a frasa all the time up until now, and we haven't got a clue. Do you know a Chinese person never gestures towards you, ever? And yet every male in this room, I guarantee you in the half hour before you came in here, did that gesture and bounce. Now that gesture, non-verbally, is the primary stimulant of cortisol into the nervous system. And I've wired people up to EEGs and, and worked it out. The minute I do that, you've got cortisol firing. Now, all I've got to do, all I've got to do, Charlie, is do that. Now, what's the difference in his response? Yeah. In this moment, Alan switches from his handshaking movement, the one that is directed at the listener, and instead he turns his palm and holds it away from the listener, like he's gesturing to a new path they should both take. Raise your hand if you realise all I'm doing is teaching you stock handling for humans. <laughs> Good. Raise your other hand if you go, I need stock handling for humans. <laughs> yeah? See, we're better at disagreement and argument and combat, and we're better at stock handling than we are human handling. Yeah? Exactly. See, it, I couldn't do this presentation now with a group of corporate people in the city. Because it would take me 30 minutes to get them across what stock handling is. No, <laughs> no. And Victor, you laugh. You, you laugh. Half of them, they're so neurotic and paranoid to make up and cover up all the things they've got to disguise. Then when you're neurotic and paranoid, which most of them are, yeah, for God's sake, if I don't hit the numbers at the end of the month, I'm not going to get my bonus and I'll lose a million dollars. Raise your hand if you'd like to have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> same thing, same thing. How many of you just realised that it was much, much, you, you felt better when the person said the same thing with the gesture to the side? Raise your hand if you went, that was different. Yeah. I promise you, if you do nothing else today, but never ever gesture toward another human being, you'll get greater cooperation. And if it works with sheep, they're supposed to be smarter than sheep. Should work with us, don't you think? No matter what you say to me, 
if I acknowledge it back and use one word out of your sentence. So if you said, we've got to move the cattle down to the river. Okay, so we've got to move the cattle. So now, now the minute I acknowledge and use his word, he, his head starts to nod. Now that's his way of saying, I just felt heard. And now I'm going to go, how would you like us to do that? And you're going to give me an instruction. I want you to turn to the person next to you, particularly if it's somebody you're connected with, and I want you to say to him every time you speak, from now on I'm going to honour the importance of your contribution by acknowledging you, what you said. Yep. Do you know that we, we invalidate, disagree, ridicule and use sarcasm five times more than we acknowledge what we heard? Would you raise your hand if you realise that that's self-sabotage in mass proportion? Self-sabotage. Yep. Mass proportion. I was in a restaurant last night, there were four people at the table next to me and I didn't hear any person at that table finish the sentence that they were on once. I've never been in the presence of four people who interrupted each other more. And not once did I ever hear anybody acknowledge what was said or ask a clarifying question. Would you raise your hand if you realise that's a beautiful way of creating noise and producing nothing? <laughs> Would you turn to the person next to you and go, I am committed to not creating noise. If you've got either or running, it's got to be this way or that way. It's you or me. That will create disagreement and argument and debate and waste time more than anything else that you can do. And if you want to change that part of the brain, I'm going to use my, use my demo. Just pop out the front here for me. Now, I've chosen him because he's now up at 322 head nods. <laughs> he, he's, a, <coughs> he's the cert, most certain person in the room to give me cooperation. You're going to say, I want the assets transferred next week. No alternative. What's the safest thing for me to say right now? Banana. Now, banana would be useful. Yeah. Let me give you the sign. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a nerdy scientist waiting for every moment to tell you that anything like that, I can tell you what goes on in the brain. Because if I go now, banana, he'll have what's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah. And what you will witness, cognitive dissonance looks like this. I breathe quickly. Do a double take. Yep. Now, that's just a shot of noradrenaline, and it's going, I haven't got a clue what that's about. <laughs> now, we want, we want clarity. And I go, I love it when people want clarity. All I've got to do is pattern interruption, produce cognitive dissonance, and do you know your brain is fully available in the moment of cognitive dissonance to hear my hypnotic instruction <laughs> to turn over the whole asset. Now. <laughs> to me. <laughs> now I just, now I'm trained, tra I'm trained hypnotherapist, I studied hypnotherapy, medical hypnotherapist. Now, 
because he's angled on, you're pretty composed, still sitting back, but fidgeting a lot. Yeah? Yeah? So you're, you're playing I'm cool, but you're not. <laughs> he, he I'm, I'm actually facing him, but looking at you. So he's sitting there going, oh shit, I'm next. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> now, just watch what I'm going to do cognitive dissonance because he's waiting for me. And I'm going to go, What's your thoughts? And he's going to go, Oh, hey, go on. I won't do banana on this occasion. Um, what's your thinking on that? I'm lost. <laughs> so you and the whole place signed over to you. Is that correct? Yeah, you do. If it was transferred next week, that'd be great. Would it? What do you think? Notice the pause. What have I just done? Watch this. I started there and all of a sudden I'm here. Takes the pressure off me. Yeah. So before I ask the question, probably nobody in the room noticed, but I just happen to be here. So there's less pressure. Feel it? Yeah. Now there's less pressure, so the stress just dropped. And now. I've got his mammalian brain connected with me. Now he's going to hear what I say. And then I've gone, so? Now the minute I go, so, his brain thinks he's about to say something about what I just said. Most of you go, yeah, but. Don't do yeah, but. So, what, what do you think might be? And I said, I just got an agreement. Would you notice that? I just got a really solid head nod again. <laughs> Do you need to choose who you negotiate with at particular times? Yes. Sometimes dad's not the person to negotiate. Does that make sense? Just a, I know if I go to mum, I've got a better chance. <clears throat> what? I'm just interested to know. Notice where I am now? We're mates, we're at the bar. What do you reckon your chances are of that happening? Slim to none. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So raise your hand if you realise I've just taken away a dispute. Yeah. How might we do something in the next week that you and I know we could achieve? Raise your hand if you want me to rerun that again so you can script it. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> Just raise your hand and go, I want to be able to do that. <laughs> now let me tell you, it isn't me going, what will I do here, Robert? It's me knowing that there's a script. That if I acknowledge what he says, go indirect, get his eyes to follow my hand, his mammalian brain works and now I've got connection. You feel it? Is it powerful? Eh? And then they go, mate, I'm just, I'm just wondering, and now I increase the angle. I'm just wondering. Now I'm digitising so that I'm sure, the, because your brain will track movement. If I just did that, it wouldn't track it as well. Can you see, feel the difference? So I go bang, 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 bang. I'm just wondering, what do you reckon now his, his brain's going, come on, I'm re I've, got, I've just triggered his intrigued brain. And he's going, what's going on here? What do you reckon your chances are?
Now, the average male is going to go, well, what do you reckon your chances are, idiot? But you don't do that. You go, what do you reckon your chances are? No. <laughs> We've agreed. Isn't that fabulous? It only took us a couple of seconds of conversation for us to agree. What might we do in the next week that you and I know we can pull off? Raise your hand if you now realise I've just brought us together as a partnership to solve a problem. Now, here's a test. I know it's being videoed, so you're going to have access to it. But all as it is, is I'm teaching you a 10-second interaction negotiation to take you from being an opposition to me going, wow, you you want that? What do you reckon the chances of mum saying yes to that? Now I've just done a flick it to somebody else. I'm not letting him off the hook. <laughs> so what do you reckon? What do you reckon your chances of mum saying yes to that? Now notice what I do with my voice. I drop it down, increase the angle. Wouldn't have thought. Wouldn't have thought it was much. Is it? It's not, is it? Not a chance. What could we do? You and me, what can we achieve in the week that you and I now know we can do? So I want you to practice that now. I just want to turn to the person next to you and go, what could we do in the next week that you and I both know we could do? Listen to the pauses and listen to the drop in the volume. Recognise when I first did it, you went, oh, isn't that fantastic? Totally rehearsed. 100% scripted. I know every single gesture I'm going to do because I do that behaviour 100 times a day. Because you run around and go, oh, I want this. Yeah? I go, I'll get off it. Yeah? So quickly turn to the person and go, what could you and I achieve in the next week? And just, for males particularly, you've got to roll that hand out to the side. Uh, ladies, don't be overly concerned. You do it naturally. Okay. I've um, got four minutes. Three and a half. Um, in that three and a half, I want to teach you the absolute foolproof way to get an agreement. You'll notice that I've only used this side of the stage and only once or twice to this side. You've got to negotiate that way. And I never, ever come to this side of the negotiation table until I've got a sense that you're with me and you felt heard, and we get to that point is, what do you reckon we might in the next week? Now, it's not until your brain's ready to go to the future. The human being will not be pushed. And males, you try and go past and you jump forward to the solution and they don't want you to do that ever again. The human brain will not jump a time frame. You've got to come to the present and go, so right now, what do you reckon we might be able to do? Right now, what do you reckon we might be able to do? Now, might be able to do, you reduce the tension and shut up. Now, if your eyes don't move, I'm just going to repeat it and go back again and start again. If your eyes move when I do that, I'm just going to go, and what else? And how would you like that to be? 
you know, I build just over a million dollars from that single skill a year. That skill only. That's as a professional negotiator. That's what that earns me. Not, and I spend half my life teaching and researching, but as a negotiator, that earns me the money. And I'm so skilled at just holding my lips softly together. The minute your eyes move, I become the interested listener. Because once your eyes move, I know it's new thought. Yep. The secret is we've got to negotiate not in one big mass, but we've got to break it down into three bits and we've got to deal with the stuff. And then we've got to deal with the current reality and then we've got to deal with what might, what would, what could. And if you get the might, would and could, you then just got to keep doing might, would and could until you got six or seven. Yeah. One of my first ever big mediations that I did in northern, northwestern New South Wales. The first time I ever wore bulletproof vest. Um, it had been going for 10 years. Uh, I think it was about 6 million on legal fees and 2 million on expert reports. And after two days, we had 33 unanimously agreed options. Now I'll also bring you an up-to-date one because that was a long time ago. Seven weeks ago, I was with a group of people in Walgett in a dynamic that's gone on for 24 years. And we came away from five hours with 19 options that we unanimously agreed on by everyone present for no other reason than we generated options. The first meeting, they almost went crazy. I didn't let them talk about any of the conflict in the first meeting. I just went and got them to spew their guts. And then got them to agree like I did earlier. It didn't work. I went, no, it's not working. I go, it might be nice if we do something different. What do you reckon that might be? Because I had 20 odd people in the room, I went, what do you reckon it might be? What do you reckon it might be? What do you reckon? We ended up with flip charts with over 100 potential options for a conflict that's had no option agreement in 24 years. Would you raise your hand if you think that might be a piece of evidence that there could be for validity in that simple movement? Can I ask you firstly um, to offer a round of applause for every person in the background who's made this conference work because you have no clue how many hundreds of thousands of things got done for us to be here. So can we say thank you to everybody? We witnessed today some water drop on the ground that's actually impacted and affected the spirit of every person in this state, I think. In, in scientific systems theory, that's called a high leverage impact point. That's find a tiny thing that has massive impact. And it happened today. I promise you if the problem's there, the current reality and the needs are here and the options are there, it'll have a flow-on effect like water. Can I say to each one of you, um, my first and foremost, my gratitude for the extraordinary contribution you make. Um, I offer you my excitement about the potential 
that sits in your hand and in front of you. And if I can assist in any way, shape or form, um, please call on me. Can I say thank you? It's been a joy. That was Alan Parker speaking at the 2020 Young Farmer Business Program Conference in Dubbo. This has been The Business of Farming, a podcast series brought to you by the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries. For free resources to help fast track your farm or fishing business, check out our website. The link is in the show notes. Missed any episodes? Listen back to all of them in our podcast feed. Find it in your podcast app or online. You should also check out our other podcast, Propagate, a series for young farmers and fishers. If you want to be a farmer, I sort of picture it a bit like swimming in the Murray River or the Lachlan River. You can be swimming upstream and you can be swimming for five minutes and then you look back at the bank and there's your beach towel. You haven't moved anywhere. So you're constantly fighting against interest and, and, and a lot of uh, expenses within the business. So the aim of the game is to swim quicker than the current's pulling you back. <laughs>